Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dappa Devil production, see? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And folks, I guess we're at a milestone. We've done it. We're here. Yeah, we are finally at the end of season two. I shouldn't say finally, but we are at the end of season two. We have reached the Um, end of two seasons of Glee. We are here today. Dis- 24 episodes plus bonus content yes. for you guys. So it's really, we've really, like, you know, done something here today. And you know who else has done something? <laughs> Is this fucking who? episode of Glee? <laughs> <laughs> they did something. They did a lot. So in oh. case you haven't figured it out, we are here today to talk about season two, episode 22, the season finale, entitled New York. It originally aired May 24th, 2011. Now... Ian, in case it hasn't been made abundantly clear about everything about you, um, you're very familiar with New York. I, I mean, short answer, yes, but the longer answer is I appreciate that you associate my brand with New York. You've been there a long um, time. Yeah, for my whole life, actually. Yes. And specifically within the city limits. Yes. Also. The short, yeah, the uh, the Sparknotes version is that I grew up like thirty minutes outside of New York City, um, like in Rockland County, mm-hmm. um, and like my my entire family is from New York City or like thereabouts, um, what have thereabouts, um, and so I've been living here finally on my own since I graduated college. Right. So, so you, so like it's just always been a part of my blood and my person so you understand new york on a deep personal level i'd like to think i do do you think this show understands new york on a deep personal level absolutely fucking not although i will say this show trying not to be a show that takes place in new york city and instead trying to capture midwest sheltered children go to new york for the first time that's more the vibe and they did probably do that Yes, I will agree with you on that. When someone who's, like, the tallest building they've ever seen is, like, a Chase Bank that's, like, maybe 15 stories in the middle of right. Cincinnati, and now you're here, and you're like, wow! Like, wow, the World Trade Center is fucking I just massive. have to look up the whole time. Um, yeah. And we really do, we just fucking start, there it is, New York Man. City. 
Okay, we open on what I can only describe as like a thirty rock sequence because hundred percent it had like massive thirty rock energy. I was waiting for Jane Krakowski to like kick her face into, into frame the frame or something. Yeah. No, we opened with the shot I think anyone could have guessed, which is a pan around Times Square, ending with Rachel staring up into something the billboards i guess and she just says exactly what you would expect which is i made it yes physically you made it there yep she did they flew on a plane and she's right there she has made it to times square yes and i don't know if you had this in your notes but like this is truly 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 dated for 2011 new york city yeah, well, and, of course, you can tell that by what's going on in Times Square at the time. So I thought, first of all, I noticed a billboard that did say 2009 Tonys, which made me laugh. Um, I, I missed that, but good eye. I, I can tell you, I wrote down every single music, like Broadway poster that I caught, at least. Okay, um, let's go. As predicted by our guest, Monica, last episode. I don't know if we predicted that on air, if we predicted it after we finished talking, um, but I swear to God she said it. Mamma Mia, right there. Oh, right <laughs> off the bat. Yes, You're like, there it is. Um, something I had forgotten about, Memphis? Remember Memphis? Memphis? Yep. I no. don't at all. Oh, man. Okay. I, I've i never seen Memphis, Me but I have, I have such negative connotations with it for the dumbest reasons. <laughs> That's and fair. one of them is because the guy that, like, had originated the leading role it turns out to be an anti-vaxxer. Oh, okay. We don't stand And it Memphis. was a whole... We do not. I mean, like, the show... I don't even... I've never seen the show. Like, could not tell you what Memphis is about, nope. except... Memphis, maybe, maybe. black and white people coming together. I assume like it every takes other. place in Memphis. I'm assuming so but as well. But I can't I know I think for the sure. radio is part of it. We're, we've spent too much time talking about it already. Um, what else did you spot? Chicago. But specifically yes. starring Christine Brinkley. Yup. So, I don't sure. know. Does that date things particularly? I mean, obviously it does in some way. I mean, it does in some way, but it's Chicago, so, like, truly... You can... Everybody's been in Chicago. Yeah, I saw Chicago when Jerry Springer was in it. Right. How was that? Fine. <laughs> You're like, is Great. that Jerry Springer? Guess so. Um, All right. We had The Addams Family, which I kind of forgot was yes. on Broadway. But... And that, I think, really dates this... Mm-hmm. Because Adam's family was really only on for like a year, maybe two years yeah. tops. It kind of flippity flopped. Yeah. So that's fair. that very much dates it. Uh, Go on. Rock of Ages. Um, yes. Which, for all I know, is still playing. I have. I don't think it, it, it had moved to off Broadway, but I don't think it's playing. It anymore. seems like one of those things that just went on for a while because parents liked it. Yeah. Um, catch me if you can. Which I also feel like is very of that era. Very 2011. Um, of course, you can't escape a fanty. Uh, Phantom, Phantom, timeless, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Jersey Boys, which... That had a run, yeah, so... that was going well. Yeah. Wicked. Um, also. Obviously. And then, of course, the How to Succeed in Business, starring Daniel Radcliffe. That is the Speci- specificity yeah, for me. The specifically of the giant Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, in the of seeing Harry Potter in the middle of Times Square, just 20 feet high without the glasses. That's how you know it's 2011 yep. in New York City. And it's fucking foreshadowing because shortly, um, one of the people from Glee will have to take an extended mm. leave of absence to star in that same musical. 
I, mm-hmm. I assuming you know because you, yeah 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 um I can't wait till you see the excuse they use to get Blaine out of the show so he can so Darren and Chris could go bring on Broadway they were like I, it's mm, well chef's kiss <laughs> can't wait um I guess I probably should have connected that but I haven't and here we are um, um one 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 um one more not poster one one yeah one that I got was Priscilla Queen of the Desert oh yes which was I saw that. And then I forgot to write yeah. it down. It had a run, I think. I, like a short one. Fair. But like that's that's another one to me that like really dates like twenty eleven specifically mm-hmm. in New York to me. Um, the only other thing that caught my eye is Rest in Peace to the McDonald's in Times mm-hmm. Square. Um uh, iconic. I I can't tell you how many times I've eaten at that specific McDonald's because oh, yeah. you know, you're in college and you and your friends are like, let's just go to the city and then you're like, Oh, we still don't have any money. So, I guess we'll just eat McDonald's and then do other stuff because we are not going to go anywhere now else. Now I'm like trying to remember for the life of me, like, when we saw Bo Burnham in 2011. Yeah. In 2011. At that theater that was right around there, did we go to that McDonald's? We either went to McDonald's or the other move was Dollar Pizza, because let's be honest. Oh, yeah. If you're like, I think the UBC was near a Dollar Pizza place. There was one time yeah. when uncharacteristically it was just like me and sarah and danielle and we ate dinner at the fucking hard rock cafe in times oh, square I remember that. why why did we why do not that? You, you, you got it once i, I guess mean, i haven't but you got it once i've been to the times square hard rock cafe at least two times sure so well that's an embarrassing fact about me <laughs> we accept you you're in a safe space I think also the only Olive Garden I've ever been in has been the Times Square. I've never Olive been to that one, but I was in the Chelsea one like once or twice before that closed. Maybe I went to that. I the only time I've been to the only time I've been to a fucking Olive Garden was in when I lived in New York City, which is the dumbest sentence I could ever have said. Probably, yeah. You know, all you got to know do is know the right people and suddenly you're <laughs> dying in an Olive Garden. Are they the right people though? I'd hope no, but they are. You know what? When you're here, you're family. So, oh, man. I guess you don't have a choice. <laughs> right, Vin Diesel? Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, fucking Rachel's in Times Square, and we're like, get out of there, but and she won't. Then cut to, um, cut to fashion choices, because I don't know what the Glee Club is wearing in this episode, but it is all over the place. Kurt has, so, like, a, a gothic Peter Pan hat on or something. Yeah. Which I love, honestly. You want to know something interesting about that? It's interesting that you bring up specifically their fashion. Is So I told you that they filmed on location. Yes. They also did, like, a giant chunk of shopping for costumes on location. Like, there's a couple things that they brought with them, but for a, most of the outfits in this episode, they specifically were like we're gonna buy them in new york so these kids look new york um which is probably why they look a little more out there than they normally do because the costume designers were trying to go for like metropolitan fashion okay i know do they look good unclear but that it's interesting to me that you noted a difference in the fashion style when the costumes were purchased in new york instead of presumably la right we still have two songs to write, but as one of them says, girls just want to have fun. How? How? They're here. The The performance is 
at most two days away, the, if not really one. Right, and the deal like, was, I want two songs written by Touchdown, and we still right. don't have any songs. What the You're, fuck? You have to be on stage in presumably about 24 hours, and you have nothing? You have nothing. You have nothing? You have zero You're fucking things. insane. Fucking insane. I hate it. I hate Me it. Because they're not even that good. At, they've written, previous to this, roughly two songs. So it's not like they have the experience of a Paul Regano under their belt to be able to knock out a song in 15 minutes. Right. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, Which I've I, seen I them know. do, and they do a good job. Yes. Yeah. But they're not They're not high school Glee Club members. Right. Um. Then we get this, like, original New York, New York song. Oh, no, no. That's it, not the original one. They just start singing uh, New York, New York by... Kurt, Kurt is like, oh, come on, guys, let's do it. And I just had this, like, something akin to a memory, even though it's never happened to me. But I imagine a world where I've walked, I've in the misfortune of being in Times Square for some reason, and you walk by those godforsaken tourist steps, and you just hear a group of high school students burst into an acapella rendition of New York, New York. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I would let them be. I'm like, oh, not my business. Truly. Would I immediately, though, immediately pull up my phone and open up a text to minimally you, if not roughly everyone, being like, guess what I just fucking oh, saw? I absolutely. just saw the cringiest thing in the world. These kids were sitting on the tourist steps singing New York, New York. Can you imagine? Any one of us in the group chat would be there for 10 seconds maximum, then immediately Max. turn on our heels in the direction from whence we came. And yeah bounce the fuck out of there Ugh. there's all and like there's no way yes new yorkers are mind your business that's like kind of rule yes. number one but if they were to go any further like they didn't do much of the song if they were to go any further they would have had stuff thrown at them or yelled at yep, them shut it down there'd be a couple other tourists who were like is this a bit is this something right. that just happens absolutely when you come absolutely to new york? but then you have all of the office workers that are so mad that they have to be in times square every day right i'm surprised they didn't have a creepy mickey mouse or like Second-rate Iron Man coming at them and, like, throwing their costume sad, at them. Sad Elmo is like, stop. Yes. Stop. Yes. Sad Elmo is telling them to go back to Ohio, which, fun fact, uh -huh. okay, this yes. is a bit of a left turn. Amazing, yes. One day, I was walking out of my apartment building, where I've lived now for six years. This was maybe, like, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. I've still been in New York, A, all my life, B, in that apartment for, like, minimum three years at that point yeah i walked out of my apartment walked down the ramp that leads up to it and i immediately hear go back to ohio <gasps> and the the insult right first of all rude second of all what about you said ohio that day i don't know and part of me is like oh that's kind of a compliment it's not no but for some reason i was like oh is that is there a way I can take this as a compliment? Because every person in my industry that I've met here is from Ohio. Mm. It's not um, a compliment. I am to this no. day offended. But So, deadass, this is a real question. Were you accidentally dressed like Aaron Foreman, Eric Foreman from that 70s show that day? probably <laughs> did you did you accidentally look like a kid from wisconsin in the 70s that day and they were like this fucking aaron foreman toe for grace over here trying you're... to make it in the big city you're roasting me but you're just giving me 
a compliment that you know I adore. You just yeah, know that you're. It's a compliment roast. It's a compliment roast that you know. That's just like, man. I, I don't, know. I don't know if you know that I have had a rough week, and you just made it all better right <laughs> there. So thank you, my friend. I'm especially thinking three years ago. Who knows what the world was like then? But enough about my <laughs> your thing. My my um, bullshit. Um. I I also have just the dumbest little qualm with this scene of them sitting on the stairs. They're all eating sandwiches, but they appear to have acquired them in large cake boxes, which, like, it's a, it's a dumb, stupid little qualm. No. It really is. I was like, why do they all have cake? And then they kept pulling halves of sandwiches out of them. I'm like, where did you get them? Where do they get them from? Because I don't think that, Junior's was there You're not getting a then. sandwich individually wrapped, first of all, for you. Did you go to a deli and put in a catering order a couple days ago? That's the only That's thing I can think only of. That's the only way. But... And, I mean, I guess there are a couple... Okay. Because if we really want to get into it, I could imagine a couple corner stores or, like, mm-hmm. like sit-in delis, like, on 8th Avenue that would maybe do that. But, like, that's... No. Anyway. No. Um, I'm it's with like you. It's, like I said, a dumb, a dumb qualm, but I'm sticking to it. I'm, and I'm sticking <laughs> there with you. Anyway, we learned that Rachel got 13 tickets to Cats, which is not running yeah. on Broadway. And I, you cannot... I, can, I do not believe that Rachel didn't Rachel know Barry. that. Rachel Berry doesn't know that Cats has not been on Broadway in, at that point 11 years, I believe. Yeah, that's a Finn yeah. move. That's not a Rachel move. Right. That's she's Finn just so trying blinded. to lead her. Yeah. She's just so blinded by the allure of Broadway that she thought she lived in a world where Cats was still running. Sure. Aren't we all, though? But instead, she just got scammed by a crazy guy who ran a car through her his butt credit crack. card. Through, yeah, I guess you can't really get scammed if you paid credit and it just didn't yeah, you go anywhere. You just kind of got a dirty credit card after that. Yeah, You have a dirty credit card and 13 fake tickets to cats. Honestly, could be worse. <laughs> could be so much worse. Oh, man. Um, rip to cats, though. Rip to cats twice. If you want to hear more about cats, go check out our other podcast. I mean, this is an invitation. Please... Pause what you're doing, which I guess is listening to this podcast right now. And then go listen to, what, 13 episodes? Was or... it 13 episodes? Did we it's do either that 13 or 9. And it might I think be it's 9, because I think we made the whole, like, oh, 9 lives. We did it. Oh, we're hilarious. We are yeah, hilarious. listen to 9 episodes of that. <laughs> and then come back to this. And then stay tuned for our Legally Blonde cast. Um, but... I've been thinking about that all week. Me too. Um, I've just been sitting here thinking about, I can't wait to watch Legally Blonde. Yes. Um... So then we cut to this hotel where you can imagine everyone is staying. No idea yeah. where this hotel is in the scheme of New York. It's a real it's a real hotel. I looked it up because I was curious. It's like the Intercontinental, which is... A, it, the Intercontinental is a chain. Um, but there is an Intercontinental, Intercontinental in Times Square. It is on West 44th. Okay. It runs about, right, currently about $250 a night. So... Okay. Makes sense. It's yeah. walking distance to the Richard... Well, it's walking distance to a lot of things, obviously. Um, yeah. But it's very close to the St. James, the Majestic, the Richard Rogers, yes. if you go a couple blocks. Right. And, I, yeah. and a deli, so maybe that's where they got those sandwiches from. <laughs> we figured it out. We solved the puzzle. Um, but, like, here's the thing. I'm looking... Like, unless they were mandated to stay in that hotel by show choir rules, like... There's a Ramada, oh, like, right literally there. next door. Yeah. So, if they can't afford more than two rooms because they're staying at a $250 a night, the most expensive hotel in this area, actually, from what I'm looking at on Google Maps, they're, like, why? 
I am mildly surprised hotel. that there is not a deal with either that Ramada Inn or mm-hmm. the literal Marriott Marquis Hotel. That, yeah. like, if you book, like, with this code, like, like a wedding, like, you get, like, 10% get off code. or something. Yeah, you get a block, yeah. Um, maybe that's, I maybe that's what the Intercontinental had, like, through the show. Like, we don't know. Maybe the National Show Choir Competition has a deal with the Intercontinental. And sure. You're highly encouraged. And also, if you're not a savvy traveler, which I don't think any of these people are, you right. wouldn't think to be like, well, I could pay out the ass for this one or find another. We'd be, we wouldn't be staying with all the other schools, but we'd be, ha- we could have more than two rooms for a full, what, 12, 13 students? You know, there's definitely, like, an alternative plot line of every other school that was there finding and hooking up with every other student from every other school yes. because hotels and because if the, if their chaperones are anything like Will Schuster Real. and what's his name, Goolsby, Dustin yeah. Goolsby, then they're just not there. They are not, like... And they're not being supervised They're not all, being yeah. supervised. Like, they're not even rehearsing for the for the show, apparently. Do you think there's an alternate, like, in, with, in this show we saw there's, like, a Romeo and Juliet side plot happening between two of the other rival show choirs where Man. It's, they, they're across the country from each other but they end up at nationals every year and so they they can only see each other at show choir competition it's like we have to we have to get to nationals i need to see robert again exactly um, and they have to meet under the cloak of night oh my god which like based on this episode could be literally anywhere in new york below 66th street we're gonna talk about we're gonna that talk too. about that isn't like rules like so will's checking in and the lady at the front desk is like you're gonna put all those kids in two rooms and he's like it's all we can afford and i'm pretty sure, sure. like the hotel would be like actually our room capacity for a room that size is six people yeah um, you can't just put more people in there because you want to and especially not tell us about it and again so, we're not even considering the fact that they had to bring like the musicians there with them that's an extra five people they did did they? I mean, they had. I don't know if they're the same musicians, but there are musicians there, and unless we're they going by, they don't just by, have like show choir musicians, like a maybe, pit that works there. Maybe I don't know because again, the music here just happens as it needs to. Yeah. Uh, but Minimally, you're 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 getting thirteen people in two rooms. That's Not six and seven. And yeah, that's problematic. Also, where is Will sleeping? Is one of those? Yeah, Will. Hmm. All too many questions. Too many not questions. Answers. Zero answers. But we see Cheyenne Jackson again. Yeah. Um, we see Puckerman and Laura at the bar, and Will being like, "Nope, stop that." Yeah. Um, uh, Mercedes helpfully says that New York City was built on top of Old York City. Um, which I thought very was cute. Cute. And then uh, Finn and Rachel have some chatter where. Rachel says, why does it smell wet here all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> why does it smell wet there all the time, Ian? Oh, I I mean, my guess is because if you want to get scientific, it probably has to do with, like, density and, like, the number of people and the number of buildings and, like, yeah. the lack of air circulation. Yeah. Um, but also, I would, on top of that, add the fact that, like, our sanitation system here ha- <laughs> has some opportunities for improvement when it comes to where we keep our trash before garbage day. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's very true. But leaves a little to be desired. So yeah. it does kind of smell wet there all the time. Yeah. Uh, this is setting up some Finchel. Quinn has been good since the breakup, and whatever. I don't care. Yeah, same. Oh, also, I did like the line Finn and Zeisy at the bar, and uh, 
Puck and Zeiss at the bar. Yes. And Puck says, I'll have a Manhattan. And the bartender says, do you even you know, know what's, what's in, in a Manhattan? Manhattan? And he goes, yeah, me for the first time. That was cute. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's the, that's the energy. Like, I like that. Yes. Um, that's, like I said, that's, that's Midwest kids yeah. on their first time on the East Coast realizing that things are better here. Yes. <laughs> Guess what? It gets better. It's called the East Coast. It's true. Call us coastal elites all you want. I will agree with you. I'm not even from a cool part of the East Coast, and I still know that it's better than the Midwest. Absolutely, but I love your part of the East Coast. Yeah, there's cows here. I, cows are great. You got goats? Um, oh, yeah. Fucking love goats. Can't They're my favorite animal. Can't throw a rock a goat. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Kurt is up in the hotel room during an emergency meeting surveying the room service menu. He says yes. he feels like Eloise, which is a reference I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and then Brittany replies, I have pills for that, which I don't even quite know what I she missed possibly... that, but that is so funny. I don't even know if she's just saying it to be nonsense or if she's if there's something I'm like misunderstanding what she could be referencing. Eloise thinks she sounds like, but either right. way, hilarious. Very funny. Um, we're all, so we're all in lockdown until we get two songs out. Again, sure. we are way behind on the assignment. Yeah, and then let's also talk about the fact that Will, the one adult in this situation, locks, just tells a bunch of teenagers to, like, you can't lock a hotel room from the outside. Right. Him saying lockdown is purely, like, theoretical, right? Right, and it's truly the the distraction that, like, we see the reason why in, like, three seconds. Leaves. He's like, I'm going to say, here's an entire group of teenagers, unsupervised alone in a hotel room, Bye. In New York idiot. City for the first time. Absolute idiot. But Absolute fine. idiot. Also, everyone is wearing a Newsies cap today. Well, they're in New York. Touche. They, they yes. It's like, in, you know, in Hawaii, you get out the plane, they put a lay on you. Um, <laughs> in New York, right. you get out the plane, and they and make they you into you... a Newsie. Right. <laughs> um, so, we actually get our first song of the episode here. Well, before that, we get a quick yes. cut of, like, Schuster walking up, like... Oh, yeah. Up to the theater. And what is on that theater? It is Crossroads, Crossroads the musicale. And he just. And does he also say, I made it? I think he. No, I think he just, like. Like, and he sighs and goes, Broadway. Okay, somehow worse than yes. I made it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. And Disgusting. we'll get. And we are going to, like, circle back to the Schuster of it all. I have some words. <laughs> um, but instead, we have to get our first song. Ian, can I tell you the most embarrassing thing? Yes. Yesterday. So we both watched this episode today. Yes. So yesterday. Different day. Hadn't consumed this episode yet. Correct. I'm listening to one of what Spotify calls daily mixes, which is just they take a bunch of songs, some of them that you've listened to, some of them that they think are similar, similar artists, and they put it into a nice mix. I was listening to my favorite one. Sometimes it's Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, some One Direction, you know, the things I enjoy. It also sprinkles in some Glee cast sometimes. I was listening to it, and this fucking song, this song, My Cup by Britney S. Pierce, was on that playlist. I cannot believe that of all the songs I could have done, original, cover, at any point of any time. Any of they, six seasons of Glee. They released this one as a single. Well, they released all the fake songs. Like, you can also buy Trouty Mouth and, um... Right. I, one of the right, other ones. Right, right. This but... one, too. And I will say, 
it's not not a bop. I mean, yes, it it's fun. It is totally fun. It is the sequel to my headband that we yeah, all deserve. And she and Brittany S. Pierce always said that her favorite song was my, my headband. headband, so she was inspired. Yes. Um, and I guess Brittany and Artie are cool now. That's nice. Yeah, they had their moment at prom, so now he's helping her sing back up on my cup. Sure. More than a friend than a silly pup. Um, <laughs> Cute. It, like, it gets stuck in your head, um, but it is a joke. Also, I don't know if you noticed that, so I took a picture of it, that um, while filming this scene, Naya Rivera fully breaks. Oh, Like, no. in the background. Oh, man, I'm like, gonna have to go back and watch that. Go back. You can watch it on YouTube, too, and it's, like, it's just, she's fully, like, giggling in the background. That's amazing. Like, everyone else is, like, doing their best to look confused. She couldn't hold it together. Oh, man, I and love that. And honestly, don't blame her. This is a... I... It's a, it's, a, it's a time. It's a time. I think I would have been right there with her if I were in that situation. Um, we have... Tina has some lines here. That's great. Um, yeah. Quinn just wants to break free. So let's all go out there and chase our dreams out in New York City. But if we yeah. don't write these songs, we'll lose, Finn says. And Lauren says, word for word, can't you hear the city calling you? Sure. Yeah. I believe it's Quinn like, also says at some point, the city will write the songs for yes, New York like will write the songs after. for us. Yeah. Like remember and yeah. also remember, Quinn apparently has an agenda, which we never really get to in this episode. Yeah, we'll talk about that too, because I really think they just kind of forgot that they said that at the end of the last episode they and must just have. didn't do anything. Literally the closing line. Um, um yeah, surprising no one, the hotel room full of unsupervised teens leave to go explore. Right. I really can't tell what season it is in New York, right, when they're filming this, because, like, some, like, Rachel and Quinn are both wearing what I would call a light peacoat, but so, which is, like, not a heavy, heavy jacket, but still kind of substantial, but Brittany and Santana are wearing cropped denim jackets, which are accessories mostly. And, like, so, now that you mention it, because if we're thinking about how, and of course, like, caveat is like time is irrelevant in glee um time is a convenience um you're thinking this is the last episode of the season at the Mm -hmm. end we have the final glee club meeting of the year so it's gotta be gotta be may or june no one is wearing a peacoat in new york yeah they are like i mean i can understand rachel wearing the beret for the aesthetic of it all but like finn has a puffy vest on it's not puffy vest weather and like even in that opening like Rachel had a full peacoat on. Yeah, like like I said, no matter how light it is, it's still a peacoat. It's still a peacoat. And, like, even, like, April, May, June in New York, you're not wearing that. No. Unless it's unseasonably cold. I doubt it. Right. Um, also, at some point, they're, such, they're doing this montage song, and Ugh. Finn just exits a taxi. And Thank why you. he did I that? Had, he did not have the money for a taxi. He did not. And also, where was he going? Where was he going? I mean... He was making it from, like, Midtown to whatever fucking... Where, I forget where they get out, but... They're ugh, everywhere. It's so dumb. They are everywhere in the song, and, like, they're getting from point A to point B in no time at all. Just Especially considering that they're traveling with someone in a wheelchair, and New York is not particularly... Uh, like, it's not inaccessible, but it doesn't mean you could just gallivant easily from location to location. Right. Between 2011 and now, it's gotten considerably more accessible, which tells you a lot. Um, yeah. But, like, and speaking of which, how did they get Artie up on the Lincoln Center Fountain? He's navigating yeah. it beautifully, but... I, like, I can, I gave them, I could stretch my doubt to be like, they've got a bunch of rowdy jocks with them who are just like, all right, 
heave up and sure. like absolutely like Puck, sure. Sam, Finn, and Mike can just kind of alley-oop him On up three, there. On three, yeah, sure. But And down, but th- there's no one spotting him, and I'm nervous. Right. So they go to Central Park. Mm-hmm. They go to Lincoln Center. Yes. Which I think is technically where Nationals happens. Right. It appears that Nationals is happening in the Metropolitan Opera House. Um, how far is that from Times Square? It's about, like, uh, what's 66 minus 48, we'll, we'll call it. Like, okay. that's not far. Like, it's... Not far. Okay. I mean, depending on what train you are, it's like two subway stops, but they're short subway stops. Like, right, 66th so. Street, 66th Street to, like, 48th Street were kind of, like, the TKTS booth stops, and, like, Times Square kind of is, like, the eight-ish blocks below that. Um, yeah. Like maybe maybe just six blocks down to like forty second forty first street. That's a that's an easy walk. They're yeah. also at they also go oh fuck uh, Washington Square Park I believe they're at. at some yes, point. they're definitely there, which is a cab ride. Right. Maybe that's why Finn was getting up, but that means that he was not getting. They had to. Oh my god! It's just it's all over know, the fucking place. I know we're supposed to suspend our disbelief. It's a fun musical New are. York montage, but I just can't. Especially I, because this is in two days maximum. Like. And they, they were doing no all this time. one... There's no time for this. One afternoon while Will is out gallivanting that they're going to every location. Also... They also... Oh, no, go. Oh, well, maybe we're going to say the same thing, but this fucking song... This song sucks! This song sucks. I could not... I... You cannot convince me that the song actually exists and that I just it didn't is. fever dream for Do you know whose song it is? Who? Do you know who wrote this song? Who? Well, first of all, technically, it's a mashup, apparently, between this song and New York, New York. Right. I noticed they um, have the New York, New York, It's a Wonderful Town... From, like, yeah. um, On the Town. You know. On the Town. Yeah. Uh, this song that they are mashing it up with is I Love New York, um, which is fucking by Madonna. It's a Madonna song. I thought this was just an original that they put no effort into. No, it's a Madonna song that she put no effort into, and it's bad. It's so it's bad. It's a bad song. Like, the f- okay, I, I don't like cities, but I love New York. Other places make me feel like a dork. It does kind of sound like Madonna was put into a hotel room for two days and was like, and was you told have to you come can't up. come out, yeah, until and you write she was a song also just looking around, seeing what's around her, and being and like, like, "That's I guess nice." It's a bad song. It's and a bad song. Feel bad. One point, there's a line where it's like they say literally, "Just go to Texas." Isn't that where they golf? I mean, yeah, there's golf in Texas, but there's also golf in New York. Yeah, the state at least, maybe Chelsea Piers. Yeah, there you go. Um. I just, out of all the songs, you know how many fucking songs there are about New York City? You know how many there are? Honestly, not that I want them to ever do this, and not that I ever wanted them to do it in the first place. This is where they could have done Empire State of Mind. Yes. Like, yes. Again, we then we would have been sitting here, like, criticizing that. But, but at least that would have made so song. much more sense. It's a great song. You have so much opportunity to, like, at least do a good job with it. Why didn't they just do a full version of Start Spreading the News? Um, that New York, New York. I would have walked out because I'm just, I mean, like, this is a me thing. Like, I am just so oversaturated with Frank Sinatra. And that's fair. But I would have rather listened to that than the bad song. Like, that's the no, thing. I agree with you. It would have been either a bunch of overdone songs, and I would have taken those over this, what I would consider actively bad song. Yes. Sorry, with apologies to Madonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Only a, only a few, though, because it's a bad song. Yeah. We're back in this hotel room, and um, 
Mike is essentially right. A, a duet between Finn and Rachel has the best chance of them, like, winning stuff. Sure. Um, don't love... I mean, if it's coming from the other Jewish, canonically Jewish um, Glee Club member, calling Rachel the Jewish elephant in the room... Oof. <sighs> don't love that. Don't love it. But they're basically... This is where they're like, you gotta ask her out. You gotta make, like, one of those, like, corny rom-coms. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, take her out on an extravagant date. It's just boys supporting boys. Yeah, it's full boys club. Meanwhile, mm. the girls are pillow fighting. I hate that, honestly. Hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I don't believe any hotels would have actual feather pillows anymore. No. I don't know why they're, how they can afford to stay in a hotel room that has a desktop computer in it. Oh, that, like, no, absolutely fucking not. I do like that Rachel has a fully bejeweled pink cell phone, uh, flip phone, specifically. That made perfect sense to me. Yes. I just, and so she's looking haggard because all these girls are pillow fighting in the background. And she just and needs to write the song. She gets a text from Finn being like, come meet me at the specific bridge in Central Park. And so, cut to Broadway. <sighs> Uh, so Matthew Morrison is in a theater. I don't suppose you know what theater it is based on the interior. I don't, because fair. this felt like either they booked whatever theater was... Space. Yeah, like whatever yeah. space didn't have a show in it at the time for the day, and like just went with whatever house neutral was, yeah. or like, or it's not a Broadway theater. And it's just a set that they did later. Yeah, or like possible. it's or like it's any theater. Like like they found like the one theater in L.A. Right. Like that they that they could use for that day. Um, I don't know. Ian, what do you think? Of, so Matthew Morrison's gonna come out and sing a song. What do you think yes. of this song? Um. I well, I disagree with the usher or the house manager that walks in at the end and says, "I've seen so many people come through these doors, a lot of talent, and trust me, boy, you've got it." Okay. Also, I, that I man just, comes out, he says, it's like a fucking cartoon. He's yeah. got the thickest New York accent of any, like, it's yep. like they told him to do it. And he literally says, let me tell you something, kid, you got it. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, well, what is it he got? Right. Um, uh, I'll tell you what he's got. He's got self-promotion, because what Will Schuster is singing is a song, the debut single off of the new album, entitled Matthew Morrison. This is Matthew Morrison singing a Matthew Morrison song as Will Schuster in the show Glee. I am so mad. It's, it's infuriating. And the song is terrible. Yeah. Um, the song is not good. Oh, God. And I hate that we just keep on shitting on Matthew Morrison, but, like, this yeah, is not Yeah, it's called good. Still Got Tonight. It was from his debut album i mean good on him Matthew for making Morrison. an album yeah uh, but i don't think this is the place to do it i'm sorry no, your your hit network show you should not be performing a song no one knows because you're trying to promote an album it's right just... also mm-hmm. one the auto-tune is on 10 yeah and it doesn't need it's to a be song written for him <laughs> like why why and two and this kind of goes for the whole episode where the fuck is april well, they couldn't afford Kristen I'm sure. at this point. She's I'm still sure. eating lunch. Um, <laughs> he does do his classic spin move at the beginning, which I thought yes. was dumb. I'm just so annoyed that that they are choosing this venue to promote a Matthew Morrison song. That right. someone gave him the okay for that. I think that's 
kind of just gross. It, it, it is gross. Nothing about this context works for, like, how good this could have been if literally everything about it were different. Would you believe it? It would be better if it was a dream sequence. Yeah. Like, that usher who came out at the end didn't exist and tell him that he's got it, kid. Uh, fine. He literally called him kid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretend. It's, it's pretend. It's dumb as fuck. It is so and dumb. And it's not even a good song. Sorry. Right. And then you cut right to Central Park where we get more of this, like, dream sequence, but it is that aforementioned, like, dream date. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm I... dog-sitting again, so you may hear animal noises in the background. That dog has opinions. Um, yes, on Matthew Morrison's originals. Um, I believe that Rachel would have randomly packed an amount of formal dresses to come to New York because yes. she believes she has to. I don't believe that Finn wasted any space putting a, a suit in, like... That is an excellent bag. point. Because they don't. Because it's not the suit he wears. It's not like the competition suit that he right. purposed for this date. Right. It's just a full suit that he brought with him. And if no. it, and if it were me, I would have just worn that suit, that competition suit. Yeah, because that's the only formal clothes you had. Because it's a two-day trip to New York, where yeah. most of your time is going to be spent practicing or performing. Yup. They. So then we have this sort of like montage of them all over the goddamn city. They are yeah. in Central Park. The, at the drop of a hat, they're at Sardi's, which... Have you ever been to Sardi's? I have not. Probably because I can't afford it. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, their website's terrible. Someone really needs it. to get up there and update that site. Yeah. It is not cheap. Two kids from Ohio could not, on a whim, decide to go to Sardi's. I'm sorry. Two kids on a whim from Ohio cannot afford to sit across from Patty fucking Lapone. Yeah, and, she's actually here on the show. Patty's there. I would love to play the game. How much did Patty make that day? Love for, to know. For being in all of like three total minutes of this episode, and being walking inspiring. up to Leah Michelle, yeah, and saying, "Keep going, kid." Yeah, and that that was just to Leah Michelle. That was just um, to Leah Michelle, who was on Broadway around the same time as yeah. Patty doing so. stuff. I just and also when they leave Sardis, it's dark, which doesn't point that they were there for I dinner. I hated that. Like, where were they spending their day? Or, like, it's fully dark out now, so I guess they went to dinner at Sardi's, which is... I guess. But then, at the drop of a hat, they're in the East Village. Yeah! How'd they get there? They're on Bedford Street. Uh, They apparated, clearly. Obviously. And now they have uh, the rest of the Glee Club dudes singing Bella Note. I have to assume, because of the non-reaction from Rachel seeing them, that those boys are non-diegetic, that they are pretend boys. I, I, I could buy that, but it's like... Because she because she literally says, like, all we need is, like, someone here to serenade us. And then she doesn't immediately turn the corner and see her four classmates and go... And then they start serenading. Like, she would have reacted had it totally, been... Yes, but at their, the same time, there was also nothing saying, like, we're suddenly in a dream sequence now. And if... Yeah, you know what it made the difference? Would have made all the difference? Well, didn't one of them have an accordion? I guess that's partly... I mean, it's... But in this universe, anyone can play any instrument at any given yeah. moment. So What they needed to do was have the four boys dressed up in, like, your typical, yes. like, bow tie suits. And then it would have read yes. as, like, non-diegetic surprise boys. Because the fact that they were just wearing their clothes did kind of make it seem like Finn planned to have them there. You are so Ra- right about that. But Rachel's non-reaction made it feel like they weren't actually there. So I'm still not quite sure. Right, and I'm 100% with you. Also, and they sing Bella Note, and it's fine. Finn wants to kiss Rachel, but Rachel can't. 
she wants to kiss him, but she can't get in the way of her dreams or whatever. The the best part about this scene is, like, yeah, Finn goes for the kiss. Rachel's like, I want to, but, like, clearly wants to, but can't. And then she, like, runs away. But, like, they're staying in the same hotel. They're staying in the same hotel. Also, what, you're just gonna run from the East Village up to Midtown? Again, yeah. that is a sensible walk for someone. A, a, a 16-year-old girl from Ohio does in not heels. know where... She, in heels. does not know where she's going. And at they're probably night, afraid. by a park, by several parks. They're afraid of the subway for sure, which means they are definitely cabbing it. Which yeah. means they need to split a cab or else they're not, they're going to run out of money really fast on this trip. Absolutely. But whatever. It, nothing matters. <laughs> I feel like this whole episode could be summed up as, but whatever. Two people, like, they don't know what to, how to, how to New York. And that's fine. And they they're not, not willing to, they're not willing to explain it to us and we know this, but. Right. And again, we know we should be suspending our disbelief, but it is, it is too much. I can only suspend much. it so far. I've been right. suspending my disbelief a lot, and I'm tired. Yes, we're at, we've made it to the end of season two. Let us have this. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, no one has ever been like, suspend your disbelief. Um, yeah. Then we cut to, I guess, what is probably the next day. Yes. Because Kurt wakes up Rachel and goes, we're going to have breakfast at Tiffany's. Which they go to do, and they do just stand outside of Tiffany's eating a bagel. Eating a bagel, and they get the, of course, the classic, oh, what what makes these bagels so good? It's the water. Like, Fine. Yeah, no, they they checked that box. Yep. Um, and then then Rachel's like, I'm going to go to college here. And she says it, she's like, I have to tell you a secret. I'm, and her secret is, I'm going to pursue higher education on the East Coast. Yeah, which is I'm like going to pursue higher education secret. in New York to study theater. Like, oh my god, oh, so shocked. Right, and Kurt is like, I'm going with you. And I'm like, I immediately wrote, let me guess, they're going to go to NYU. Mm, they can't afford to name drop a real college on this show, Ian. I mean, don't worry. I know. Don't worry, you'll find out where they're going. Oh, um, yeah, it does at least. It does at least make sense to me that, like, because Kurt was like, oh yeah, I've already talked to Blaine about this. I'm like, honestly, that makes a ton of sense because, of course, Kurt and Blaine, two gay men in Ohio, are like so... We're so getting as soon as we can out of here, yeah. right? I can totally imagine Bye. even like even if they break up, they're gonna be like, yeah, we're still gonna move to New York together because we can't stay here. Because we have to, yeah. Um. So how was Rachel gonna know what to do with Finn? What about Finn? He's too much of a country boy. Yeah, I mean, aside from Kurt saying like, bring him along, he can move stuff. Yuck, yuck, Honestly, yuck. I mean, they're not. I wrong. mean. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. They can, de- he can definitely carry. He can definitely carry a wardrobe up five flights of stairs. He can become. He can get a job as one of the moving companies. Yeah. There's um, a place for Finn in New York City. He absolutely. Just probably won't enjoy it. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Um, yeah. But how is Rachel going to choose between her career and her love? I know. Let's break into wicked i guess let's break into an actual theater which you i can't imagine it's easy to do it's not easy to do also and of course this is splitting hairs but anyone who has seen wicked and has or has just gone to the gershwin maybe you didn't see wicked you saw one of the shows in the gershwin before it i know i saw oklahoma on broadway there was hugh jackman in it no was patrick Mm. wilson the raw from the phantom of the opera movie in it Ooh. No, but he did originate oh. the role of Curly. I saw. I guess I saw it after he left. But Patrick Wilson Who was did the play that role. In it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone was in Oklahoma. Um, but short story long, the only way to get to that stage 
is to enter the theater, go up at least one set of stairs, to then either another, another set of stairs or an escalator or an elevator to get to the house. Wow. Yes. Tall theater. Tall theater. Tall, tall theater, um, which is next to the Circle in the Square Theater, which is underground. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that is some that's like heist level plotting right and also they enter into the front of the house which i feel like if you're breaking into a theater that's not where you're going to end up right the theater's typically locked before house opens. yeah yeah generally because they don't want kids fucking doing this and or it's the front of house is open but only so far because like yeah the box office attendants are there but no one's gonna let them into the fucking theater I guess they will in this case of this magical usher who sees, oh, catches them immediately and then acts as though this is a very common experience he has. You know, I was going to say, though, like, imagining all the other Glee clubs, like, how many Glee clubs are performing at Nationals? They say it at one point. Oh, a lot. Like, 50? Right. I feel, I thought I heard 50 as well. So I can only imagine that a good this... 10 other duos have done the same exact thing this week alone. It's actually, what it is, is the Gershwin's Theater just has a deal with the National Theater yeah. Glee Club, and they're like, we know, we'll we'll, op- we'll keep this door open, we'll let them come in, we'll let them sing on the stage, yeah. you At won't this... sue, we'll give you free promotion. Right, Every, like, everyone gets a 15-minute time slot, um, we've and been then... open for eight years, we're not losing any money on this. And we'll put wicked posters all around the right. Center Theater that day. <laughs> yeah, to, you know, for some free advertising. Um... It's like, and I mean, <laughs> again, wild that Kristen Chenoweth could not be here. Well, they can't then also, I know, right? Because I know, I know. Who but plays, who originated the role of Linda We've in talked Wicked. about this too. Like, we've definitely had a full conversation about like, does Rachel's this- Rachel's mom was in Wicked. Rachel's mom. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Right? Oh my God. Um, but then they have to sing for good. <sighs> what made me laugh was my own like failure to have any knowledge when Kurt is like the only solution to your problem is to get up and sing the final song in Wicked and I was like is For Good the last song they sing in Wicked? Yeah, I mean is like that really how it is? Pretty ends? much. It's this and then spoil oh, well, I won't spoil it, but then there's like a closing number which there's is There's a finale number. I look Yeah, it up but on it's Wikipedia. not like a big production number. Like you've listened to the soundtrack, you've heard I have. what yeah. it is. And that's basically what it is. Like they sing right. for good to each other, like, a little bit of action happens, they do that finale number, and there's a bit of a twist at the end. Right. Um, and Leah Michelle Rachel Berry, calls him Glinda yes. in this, which yes. I'm, that was as much a surprise to me as anything. Terrible cut of the song. I, mm. not that I could, ne- not that I could go my whole life without ever hearing the song again, I love the song, but it's like... You really didn't need Glee to do it. Right, and if you were be- alive between, like, 20 uh, 2003 to like mm-hmm. 2010 yeah you heard this song at every corner especially yeah. if you were theater adjacent it was everybody hard to sang this song i sang yeah. this song at my bar mitzvah with a friend but that was That's 2005 so like that was still pretty fresh but like of course they were going to and it's like thematically appropriate to go from the competition of defying gravity to the friendship moment of for good right absolutely like, they're not fighting each other anymore. They're just two people who want to have, who have bigger dreams than Ohio. Right. Also, maybe this is a dream sequence because they magically changed the set. Yo, um, that that was another thing. Like, the sets were all over the place. 
they like literally just like that's magic that's just that's, magic okay that's just magic yeah that's like that's the extent to which we can extend our disbelief i think or this suspend was, our disbelief this was when i was like you know this might be very good and i'm just feeling too cynical today to like accept it as anything other than you know this is happening and whatever no i'm with you i'm with you i think i think we're right yeah <laughs> um so I guess it's... then we cut back to this hotel. God, I am tired. <laughs> this right. This is exhausting. Well, this is when we get to the point where you realize that they forgot to give Quinn a plot. Yes. Quinn's like being vaguely cranky. I guess is her biggest fault here. She's like kind of annoyed, which is yeah. fair. She got broken up with two days ago. Sure. Roughly. Right, um, and this is truly the like. This is it's that it's exactly what you said, and it's also like. But my worth t- is tied to having a man plot. Okay. And the only nice thing about it is we haven't had Brittany, Santana, and Quinn being, like, a trio of friends in a while. Yeah. So that because... was nice to see. But, like, her whole thing at the end of, like, it was a cliffhanger last episode. Quinn being like, well, if I quit Glee Club, I'll ruin my plans. What plans? What plans? To get Show a haircut? Pla- I mean, thank you. Because that wasn't even her fucking it plan. It wasn't even her idea! Because Santana goes, I know what'll cheer you up, and the hilarious response of, I'm flattered, but you know I'm not into that. Um, But no, like, the solution is a haircut. Also, this implies that Quinn knows about Santana, and Santana is cool with it. I think the whole Glee Club kind of knows about Santana, because she did sing that song directly to Britney. Okay. Like, anyone, like, remember when, and the only person who didn't seem to get it was Sam, who was like... Isn't it great that our girls are such good gal pals? <laughs> right. And presumably this arrangement has been going on a while, and, like, Quinn was on Cheerios with them, so it definitely makes sense that... Sure. Like, she was Quinn on the ground floor with it. Yeah. But, yeah, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't appear to have had any plot, any plans at all. She gets right. a haircut. It looks good. Yeah. It's a good haircut. Yeah. But, but that's, that's nothing. That's kind of it. They, they, I literally think they forgot they wrote that line at the end of this episode. That and or they were like, we still have like a good two minutes of time to fill here. What do we do? I don't know. Right? Give her a haircut. It's like I, the review I read did say that it kind of felt like they wrote this finale right after writing the premiere and just didn't consider anything else that happened in between. Like that the finale connects really well to where we were at the premiere in a lot of ways, but nothing, it didn't take into account anything else, basically. Right. So that's dumb. Justice for Quinn, who deserved better. And she wasn't even doing anything wrong. She was just kind of pissy, which makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes people are annoyed. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Especially if you're with the same 13 people. Yeah. For nonstop, for... A good week. If you just had to share a hotel room with, with all these obnoxious six theater other kids, girls, you're already like, and there's one bathroom. No. There's one bathroom. No. Yeah, and uh, maybe all you want to do is just like grab a cup of coffee on your just own. Just have a second to yourself. A perhaps. second to yourself. <laughs> then we cut to the the lobby where Will is apologizing about the pillow fight. Which is which did make me laugh. That's where he yeah. Like, Acknowledge that all those pillows I, got ruined. And I do love that he was also like. I really learned a lesson here about being a better chaperone. I learned a lesson as an educator and a chaperone, which I'm like, that's a good bullshitting you've just done. Yeah, like, that's some, like, high school AP English level bullshitting. Yep. Um, Enter Cheyenne Jackson to congratulate Will on his Broadway debut. Okay. Um, Okay. And 
Cheyenne, we learn here that Cheyenne Jackson just, like, hates everything. Like, this explains a lot because Cheyenne would yeah. apparently rather whip his kids and go to Broadway um, because they remind him of everything he couldn't do. Also, this scene takes place presumably in the in the morning because yeah. Will's apologizing about the pillows thing. And yeah. he's also drinking at a bar on the job with this other, like... They cut to him with a full glass of whiskey when, with drinking. Yeah, all of a sudden they're buddies now. I mean, like, they're not, but it's like, they're spending way too much time together for just being enemies. Don't just sit down and have a drink with this guy who is your legit direct competition. Like, like, remember that time he tried to seduce your girlfriend? You're on the clock, buddy. You're on the clock. Also, like, he's stressing so much about leaving the kids to be on Broadway. But, if we're correct, it's basically already summertime, right? Right, and, and also, I think in, like, one of the last two episodes he mentions, like, this really is only going to take up the, like, the summertime. Yeah. And so he, he'd be back by the beginning of the next school year. He doesn't have a lot of confidence in the show. He thinks it's going to close pretty early, so. Right. Yeah, and then, and if that's the case, maybe that's even better. Yeah. He's stressing over nothing. Have your fucking cake and eat it too, Will. I think you yeah, could dude. just get a summer job on Broadway. Which is a lot better than a lot of teachers get. And then come back for the school year. Yo, the summer job, that weekly, is, like, say the show does close after two weeks. You have, like, five weeks of rehearsal and then, like, three weeks of performances, we'll say. Mm -hmm. That's still a lot of money, more than you'd probably make working a camp job. Yeah, and also, like... It seems like they're basically almost ready to open. Anyway, we, it's a- we have visual proof of them rehearsing this musical. Yeah, in Ohio, but still in Ohio. But the, the, yeah. the marquee is up on the on the theater. And if we're so. really gonna be granular about it, which like mm-hmm. I guess we are, we are. Um, this implies that Will Schuster is now part of Actors Equity, which means yes. that there is some sort of like contract stipulations based on the rehearsal period. And this is very much generalizing, but, like, right. for them to be able to rehearse in Ohio is probably a logistical nightmare. And for them to have pulled it off means that people are probably getting a lot of money. It's a great summer job, is what yeah. I'm saying. I also, I was, I, like, was thinking about this the other day, being like, well, why couldn't Will just have a, con- like, if Will's being contracted to be in the show for the request of April Rhodes... Why can't he just have a contract that stipulates he's only there for the summer, even if the show's yeah, a success? that's another thing. He knows he knows the main bankroller, it seems like. He probably has some sway. And then I was thinking, like, does that mean he's in equity? Like, yeah. how did Will get to I be mean, in the show? Not, not, like, not that he has to be, but, like, you can imagine, like, that he would have right? done that. But no, he. it's all about Will loving his kids so oh, much. God, we're back to that. Like, he... And we get this wild speech of, like, I've watched them grow up, and that's a joy, and they've become such fine young men and women. Just, like, like four-second-long fart noise to <laughs> Truly. Whatever, Will. Truly. Um, and, and I do love that Cheyenne Jackson was like, uh, you should go. The people are going to think I just broke up with you. Yes. Which, hilarious. Yeah, and he goes up with an exorbitant amount of pizza into this hotel room. Yeah. Um, but I guess he is feeding a room full of high schoolers. They can really put it away. Um, yeah. And it turns out the kids know about him going to Broadway because Dustin Goolsby told them. Right. Sabotage. Sabotage. Revenge. And they're all, like, they're all like sad, like, we'll miss you, but we want to support your dreams. Which is like, go, dude. Yeah. Do the thing. It's but not no, even no, no. this week. What does Will say? 
No, I I got to sing my own song on a Broadway stage. For no one but the cartoon of a house manager. Right, the caricature of a New York man right. heard me sing a song. So I'm good. I've lived I'm my good. dream. Now it's time to help you with yours. Bullshit, but whatever. Bullshit. Followed by a wild group hug initiated by Puck. Also, so we've confirmed it's the next day, right? They've already had one full day in New York. They're still fucking writing. Yeah. Performance curtain's gotta be in what? A couple of hours? At minimum. Like, At most it's like I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm not I'm I'm done trying to parse out the timeline right now. I'm here, just but... stressed out for them. They need they that should be done by now. Yes. But uh, none of that so, matters though. Yeah. Because guess what? It's time. It's time. And then we are going to cut to a gr- uh, a, a glee club of mostly white girls singing Yeah by Usher. Yeah, that was confusing. It was an unnamed all-female show choir who does have a couple of of black women on there, but they yeah. do they chose not to start with them to sing Usher's Yeah. Nope. Some some blonde girl with great curls and a white dress and decent moves is going to do the first verse of this song. Okay. Didn't love right. it. And we are only halfway through this episode. I know. You look up and you're like, oh, goodness gracious. Right. Uh, yeah. And and then Mercedes is like, wow, they're really good. And I'm like, no. No. <sighs> Exit Cheyenne, pursued by Will Schuster. Yeah, there's a weird scene where he doesn't even, like, confront him about, like, you said, you told, you betrayed me and told my kids right. that I was going to. They just, like, make jokes to each other about beating the other one at show choir. Right, and, like, this would have been the right level of camp, and this would have been a great scene if everything else about the episode were different. Yeah, but it's not, so... But it's not, so here we are. We go to the I will say, no, I will oh, say, yes. though, the bit where, like, I guess, um, like, Will kind of, like, turns us, like, yeah, what, what shirt size are you? Because we'll send you, like, we'll send you a shirt when we win. And then he, like, like, bops him on the chin. Yes. That was very funny to me. A nice display of manliness. Exactly, <laughs> you know. No, we go to the bathroom, um, where Sh- Sunshine and Rachel, I guess, have to have a heart-to-heart to wrap up the plot line about how rude Rachel was in that right. first episode. Which, you know, good for them. Like, I think that's that's the right move there. And I yeah. think the we get a little bit of Rachel growth here. We get a bit of, like, closure on that because Sunshine flat out says, like, um, what did I do to you, um... I got to your school because I was told Glee Club is where, like, everyone is safe, but you are the one that made me feel unsafe. You sent me to a crack house. Yeah. Yeah, and so then, like, Rachel actually apologizes. And And Rachel admits what actually was. She was like, straight up, it's because you're you're good, and I was Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, that's growth. One point for growth. One. I think it was a little bit of a quick turnaround that happened, and then for Rachel to suddenly be like... To, to Rachel to say, like, oh, I'll be a comforting presence for you in the audience. I'm like, I don't know if I would find you comforting still. You did still send her to a crack house. It's a very quick um, about face there. But sure, I guess. Meanwhile, again, perfect level of camp if this were everything else. Um, right. Sunshine saying, I can't go out there. I'm going to go to the Philippine embassy and get myself deported. That's the Wild. only way to escape vocal adrenaline, which, like, fair. Which, fair. Because apparently they've been rehearsing for 24 hours a day lately. Yeah, well, they 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 some they do better in some ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
we we'll don't get, really get to that to in a minute. It, though, but... but yeah, you have to go out there and uh, sing. You have a gift. Then we cut to Sunshine Corazon singing Christina Aguilera. Is, hold on. Is that what that is? I think so. I, I didn't recognize the song until the chorus. And I'm like, I think this is a Christina song. So here's the thing. I also didn't recognize this song. And then I tried to look it up. And you know the only version I found? Is the Glee version? Yeah, I think this is an original fucking song. Really? Yes. I don't, I think this is just, like, if you look up at um, Spotify or Apple Music, I suppose, as long as you're there, as long as your mind is the one from the aforementioned Wicked, it only exists. And I looked it up, the lyrics, and the credited author just says Charisse, which was the artist, form, like, the, art, the performing name of Sunshine back yeah. in the day. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is a real fucking song. This is just another original song. Now, oh. it might be a Jake Zyrus song that, similar to Matthew Morrison performing the hit single off of his album, Matthew Morrison. <laughs> oh, my it's God. similar to that, maybe, because it's called As Long As You're There, but it's not a real song. Well, <sighs> okay. And, like, she sounds amazing singing it, like... It w- this, I think, was, like, the yeah. least bad song of them all. Yeah. Well, because she sounds good. Yeah. Because Sunshine is a good singer, and Jake Cyrus is a good singer, so he obviously, like... it. And maybe that one was written for him in the same way, so it would right. sound good when he sang it. But it's just... it's. We said this in the last time. You don't come to Glee to hear songs that you can't... You don't know, basically, right? right? Absolutely. And all this episode was this episode had a, a terrible Madonna song, a, a theater song, and then like five songs you've never heard before because they're not real. All I can think is, how did we get here? How the how? hell? I would uh, love to know how the hell we got here. Odd choreography, but not bad. I will say um, though, like. The whole point of Vocal Adrenaline is that there's supposed to be this, like, powerhouse of a Glee Club, and the last right. time the last time New Directions competed against them, we got to see them do the Bohemian Rhapsody, which was, like, a master class in oh, yeah. show choir performance. And this didn't have that. It was just one... 100%. This was one I'm pretty good ballad yeah. of a song you've never heard of before or since. Right. And so it really lacked the punch that last year's had. I feel like all the Nationals numbers we saw in this episode lacked that punch. Yeah, they all did. And you know what? So, there's <laughs> if you, there's just, like, a reason no one talks about season two's finale performances. Right. Like, if you Google, like, YouTube search looking for them, they're harder to find. I believe Because no one that. cares about them. We cut to backstage with the typical, like, Finn and Rachel waiting to enter into a performance. Yes. It is absolutely, like, that parallel of, like, that season one, mid-season finale. And the which, season one actual finale, too. They yes. all started with Finn and Rachel, like... Which, like, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Like It is. It's a fun little, like, motif. Is this the worst time ever for Finn to announce his feelings again? Probably. Again, again, again. Um, this is a bad time to have this discussion. Suddenly, you're not interested in me. I am, but this is my dream. I love you, but I'm putting my career first, which, like, I get it. Yeah. Um, or is she? Well, I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, and Rachel goes, you wrote an amazing song, Finn, and we come to find out, not really. 
It's not an amazing song, and I still don't buy that Finn would have written it. No, I don't buy that Finn would have written it's it. It's still too good for Finn to have written, and it's not that good. Right, and like, Jesse shows up out of nowhere to sit next to Will in the audience. Literally, Fine. did he fly in, or has he been in New York this whole time minding his own business? I could see either one, truly, because... And I, this was so fucking funny to me for the wrong reasons, where Jesse sits down and Will goes, What are you doing here? And Jesse goes, I couldn't stay away. And... Will goes, from the show or from her? And I went, bars! Bars, William! <laughs> An inappropriate thing considering they're both technically adults employed by the school to be talking about one of the students there. But... And Will is just, like, looking straight ahead. Yeah. Like, full Will on. Will has clocked the situation and he oh does my not God. sound like he approves. So fucking funny for the wrong reasons. Coming off of one boring ballad of a song you don't know, here, enjoy a second boring ballad of a song you don't know. Which is some, which is worse. It's called Pretending. Um, okay. It's um, Finn and Rachel. I literally watched it not even an hour ago, I feel like, and I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Um, I, what I could tell you about is the audience applauded the Glee Club just walking on. I think you're supposed to do that. I guess, but, you're, like, Laura Zeiss's, like, clearly crosses in front of the two of them while they're singing and i'm like don't do that that's just terrible stagecraft it is so they kiss at the end finn and rachel to be fair it is cringe it is cringe and the audience reacts accordingly because there's just this like tepid tepid applause oh my god will schuster tries to fix the situation by instigating what is essentially a slow clap yeah Um, and it does not work but Yeah, they're so caught up in their emotions singing their boring ballad that they have to, like, kiss for kind of a while at the end of the song. Yeah. And and it's supposed to be, like, that the auditorium feels empty except for the two of them. They're so caught up in their feelings for each other. (sighs) But it's fucking not, guys. It's fucking not. And, like, they they just did a terrible job of, like, setting up what is reality versus what is dream sequence. Yep, yep, Um, yep. Because we spent a lot of time trying to parse that out. Well, you know what sucks about this this Nationals performance? What? I really like the looks they have. They're, like, mm. the girls are in, like, nice plain black dresses, a little bit of detail, and then they're all wearing what almost looks like dancer boots. Yeah. Like, you know how a Laduca boot looks? Obviously, yeah. that's not what these are, but they look, like, cheap, like maybe you got them at Walmart versions, and they look sure. really good. That kind of lace-up booty heel and they have black headbands they look very classy they look like they dressed for new york or right. at least they tried and they look really good but you don't get to watch them again because it's boring shitty performances it is and like again like we know like the whole point of this was that like we're going to win because we're doing original songs well n- guess but what they so could've... did vocal adrenaline apparently. yeah so one sort of vocal adrenaline and two like you could have done anything you could have done so many songs that already existed so many songs that you guys did really fucking well yeah and you went with this like milk toast original they open with their second song which gets only gets a light slightly better because it's faster mostly that's truly it and it's it does they like arrange it in a way that it does showcase a lot more glee club members which we always appreciate it's, not it's a lot of Santana. And, it's not um, the Finn and Rachel show right to the Finn and Rachel and Friends show. It is right. It is the Glee Club. I'll give yes. them that. Like, we get a little bit of Tina. We get some Artie. Yeah. We get Brittany and, yes. and Santana. 
I do and love Quinn. that they're giving her more, um, they're giving yeah. Britney more to sing. Yeah. Which is great. My, like, biggest beef with this is that it kind of sounds like it could have been anyone who wrote this song. My biggest beef with this is that it doesn't sound like, literally, like, obviously we don't believe in this kid's sh- writing uh, talents, but this has nothing, like, I don't believe any of them would have written it because it sounds oh. like a generic 2011 pop song. This sounds like a Kesha song or a Pink song. I had song. the same exact fucking note. Like, yeah. it is so fucking ordinary. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I couldn't have said it better. Like, you could have told me that it was a Katy Perry cover and I would have been like, sounds right. It's called Light Up the World. Why? Don't know. And it's... Because <laughs> it doesn't do it. Yeah, and it, it, it has a lot of words like... I've got time for loving you, or I keep on could... <laughs> keep on dancing. I could not tell you a single word from that. I just from had that to look them up. All I noticed though was Mike Chang is in the back the whole time. Rude, because rude, rude because they're doing some real choreography, and not that anybody is doing a bad job with it, but you're gonna put Mike Chang in the back. Yeah, and Bruh. like during regionals, which we also didn't love the original song idea there either. But at least that final number they did, the Loser Like Me song, sounded like it was written from their experiences. Yes. As high schools it might have been, it was like, we are losers in our school and we're going to be better than you. This sounds like they were like, what if we just say some words that we know are in songs and make truly, them rhyme? Truly. Truly. It had no um, heart. It had no heart. You gotta You have gotta have heart. Heart. This is why you didn't fucking win New Directions. You right. didn't have any heart. Um, and then my final note on the scene, I could only hearken back to, I guess, I think it's episode two, season one, is mm-hmm. just, yay, Glee. <laughs> Glee kids, hooray! <laughs> yes. Um, then we cut to Brittany at the gift shop, who wants to buy a shirt for Lord Tubbington. Yes. Which, phenomenal. I fucking love it. Finn is all like, we were amazing. That was the kiss of the century. Finn is very convinced that them kissing at the end of their ballad is actually a win for them. Right. And nobody else thinks so. Jonathan Groff certainly doesn't. He storms in and goes, that was unprofessional. Like, they're going to think, like, you guys don't take this seriously. Hello, Rachel. You looked amazing and sounded wonderful. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's he's right. It's very unprofessional to make out with someone on stage during a performance. Right. That, where it isn't planned. Again, this is not your high school production of Oklahoma. No. Um, and then there's all this drama that's happening because the top 10 list is posted. Yeah, so apparently with Nationals, it's 50 people come to compete, and then that's narrowed down to a top 10. Yes, which they do explain earlier yeah. in the episode. And then that's the winner from there. So they're expecting to place in the top 10 to then have to go on and write more songs, I guess. What was their plan if they made it to the showcase? That's Sing those songs again? That is a great... So Okay, so here's the thing. And I'm kind of, like, marrying two brain paths at once right now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm thinking if, the, if, if it is that they have to do new songs every round, right. they need more fucking songs. Yeah. And ostensibly you get that by having an arsenal of amazing songs that you have practiced right. over the course of the year. Right. Or two every performance is like a different crowd and like new judges so right. you can get away with the same stuff you have the same set that you do every yeah time. but in this case it's moot because they did not. drum roll please they don't place nope not even placing right sorry um 
but Vocal Adrenaline does. Um, good for them. They didn't even make it into the top ten. And, like, this high drama shot of, like, all of them walking up, led by Will. Yeah. Um, it's like, this. they did a lot of sound fades away cues this episode. They, like, they did it when Rachel and Finn kissed. There was one other time where it happens, I think. Right. Oh, in, like, the beginning where it's there's no outside sound. It's just Rachel, and then she made she's, she's made it. And now yeah. here, where there's no real sound, just just drama. Exactly. Cut back to Ohio. We are back yep. in Ohio. We yep. had to get Darren Chris in there. In this, it's like this kind of sweet little, like, tag-on where it's Finn regaling Blaine with the tale of going to Nationals and, like, how sad, like, how... You mean like, Kurt? Yes. I don't know yeah. the names of anyone anymore. Kurt exactly. regaling Blaine with the tale of Nationals, how sad they all were, and how Santana, who apparently speaks Spanish... Yeah, um, that's a new piece of information. Right, went off in the hotel room against Rachel and everyone, like, the, like, what you would totally do when you come back and be like, oh my god, it was terrible. Right. Um. Like, the the plane ride was silent. Right. But, and, like, frankly, I hope it is either way, because I don't want any noise on be. my flights. Also, he mentioned that they all just spent the time reading Sky Mall, and I went, oh, because I miss Sky Mall so much. <laughs> they took Sky Mall away, and it was the best time killer on a plane full stop. Yeah. And so, it, I, I mean, everyone involved, like, we learned pretty much was still very happy that they went. Like, yeah. some people are really sad, but others are just happy that they got the opportunity, which I, I can, guess is kind of what Glee is all is about. about. And, like, it, everyone has some little buttons that we, like, we button a lot of things up at the end. Right. Kurt is happy. He ultimately had a good time. He and Blaine tell each other that they love each other for the first love time. Love wins! Love wins. You don't have to win a Glee Club competition to still find love. Kurt right. says that he's had a pretty good year, barring the death threat, I suppose. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, we run into Sam and Mercedes at this same coffee shop. Oh, man. Who, it, it's been revealed, have been secretly dating, presumably since prom, because that's when they had their, yeah. like, slow dance moment. So I that's love fine. That. I'm glad, and again, like, I know I said it last time, like, I'm glad it didn't turn into any sort of fatal attraction thing. Right. But, I like, just them together, that is so sweet. It seems very wholesome. So yeah. we'll pretty good. Um, um, Brittany and Santana talk about feelings i guess yeah Brittany does her like i mean another proof that even santana says like when did you get so smart right, but like but like Brittany talks about how like she actually loves everybody there she like really feels like she's made some lifelong friends i don't know if she's going to be a bridesmaid in tina's wedding i kind of hope so because that's adorable right that's but a big i do assumption. love but that's like such a high school assumption to make it also. is but also the funniest line in the series to date i think is um, and I'll be anxiously waiting to see if their kids are Asian, too. Yikes, yeah. Yikes, but so fucking funny. Very Britney. Very Britney. Um, and, yeah, like, and she's excited to spend another year with everyone. Like, I think that's... It's That's sweet. really sweet. Yeah. Um, Does it redeem the rest of this episode? No. But, no. And, um, like, they have a moment where she's, like, they reaff- Santana and Britney reaffirm that they care about each other and they hug yeah. in the hallway. Which, it's progress, yeah. It, it looks, there's some lingering looks that maybe suspect that who knows what's going to happen with them next season. Mm-hmm. And then it's finally Finn and Rachel. Finn is disappointed with himself in a leader, as a leader. But, in the library. Yes, but him and Rachel love each other, so I guess that's enough. Yeah. And they might only have a year, but... I mean, like, and he's got, well, one, he's got a great point because it's like, what are you doing between now and when we graduate next right. year? Yeah, full year. And also, too, your teenagers, 
good luck lasting that long, but I know that teenage drama, whatever. Whatever. It's television. And then that's, like, it. We don't even get another song. We get Emma there for, like, 15 oh, seconds. Yeah. Literally. Like, truly probably because, she, like, it was in her contract or something to be an X amount of episodes. But she's there literally just for them to, like, display that they made 12th place out of 50, which is great. Yeah, um, honestly, they came very close to placing considering yeah. the, the unprofessionalism. And that's the season. That's it. They get a tiny little trophy, and everybody is happy to be there. And, like, literally, and that's even when I was, like, I watched, I specifically noticed, like, Quinn, like, because Rachel and Finn walk in hand in hand, like, clearly, like, back together, and Quinn is, like, joking with them and happy. I'm like, so they literally just forgot to give her a plot. They just, yeah, they truly. They didn't give a shit. Like, she had no plans, like, there was nothing. They, they, they gave us nothing. They gave us nothing. Ugh. Uh, and that's it. That's the end of the episode and the end of the season. Man. Glee has to once again prove that they can they're do in whatever it to win the it. fuck they want, I guess, yeah. Um, well let's start with the 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 easier one. Let's start first with how we feel about the music in this episode. Not great. Not great, so it's gonna be a time. Um I guess we can't really count the brief a cappella version of New York, New York. The start spreading the news one. Right. Um, so here are the songs that you, if you have to pull out that iTunes account and spend money on one song from this episode, and you do have to, you can't skip. No skipsies. Fair. Your choices are, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true, My Cup. <laughs> I Love New York mashed up with New York, New York. Uh, Matthew Morrison's Still Got Tonight. Bella Note, I guess. Um... For Good, Usher's oh, Yeah, right. sung by a white woman, <laughs> that song As Long As You're There, Pretending, the shitty ballad, or the song you can't know any of the lyrics to light up the world. Um, I think I am going to go with whatever one the Sunshine song was. As Long As You're There. As Long As You're There. I'll take yeah. that one. Yeah, I guess, like, it's... Fuck, maybe maybe my Spotify playlist was right in putting my cup on that playlist. Like maybe just for the <laughs> joke of it, that's the best one to get. They read you, and you didn't even know it. It's kind of a bop, but I really don't want most of these. I guess I could maybe get for good. Like uh, I su- support Chris Colfer in some ways. Sure, sure. But is it as good as the original Broadway cast recording? Certainly. Absolutely not. not. Yeah. We'll support Jake Zyrus. We'll go with as long as you're there. One thousand percent. Oh, I'm just realizing I might have like misgendered Jake throughout this. So yeah, well, apologies the, if I we, did. We talked about this before that the character Sunshine is is female. female. So it kind right. of depends on if you're talking about Sunshine, the, the artist, or the yeah, or the character. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you under the wolves here. Can you tell me? I bet you you can actually. Um, what was the standout song for you from this season? Oh, I mean, I I have a list of all of them if you want well, to. I mean, make I eyes, think we I, I think we know the answer. Well, I, I I know the answer because like I've had my favorite song in the season so far, which is yeah, "Sing." Right. Um, but I think I might even go with "Dog Days," because Ooh. well, because I because th- like "Sing" I think is my favorite. Yeah. But "Dog Days." Solely just because they had better costuming. They really did. They looked good in that one. And it's like, it's just, it's like, 
And it is just like the slightest hair above sing. Um for me. Yeah. What about you? I have to give it up to uh also the fact that Valerie was in mm. There's actually a lot of really good Yes. Because shout out to River Deep Mountain High. Oh obviously. my god. Um We forget that like this was the time when uh seasons had twenty two episodes yeah. as a normal thing. So you had to have like 22 episodes times at least four ep- four songs per episode. It's a lot of songs. Yeah, so shout out to Riverdeep Mountain High, to Valerie. Um, gotta give it up to, as mentioned last episode, Losing My Religion, a song that I legitimately bought off iTunes. Yes. And Teenage Dream. Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. Um, it's there's hard. a lot of good this season. It was weighed down with a lot of bad, and especially the last half felt like we were slogging a lot of the time. But And this last episode itself, like... They truly burnt out. They did a lot to us, and why? Yeah. Why did they do that? Um, uh, what is your overall impressions on season two? Um, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and overall enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I enjoy- I enjoyed watching it, like especially when you do get those like really strong episodes, or even those just ones those that really... really strong songs, like with oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, like, so far, so good. Did you enjoy it more or less than season one? I think I enjoyed it a little less than season one. Season one was started out really so strong that it does... Yeah. It was a little more consistent before it dropped off, whereas season two, you're roller coastering a lot you of You never time. know what you're getting into. And finally, uh, do you have any predictions for season three? I, I mean, I imagine that they are going to, once again, go to sectionals, regionals, and nationals. Okay. Win the first two. I don't... I can imagine they're going to win nationals, because if that's their senior year of high school, like, maybe, maybe they'll win. Um, but that's really all I can imagine, because, like, from here, like, I don't believe I've seen an episode... <laughs> I don't believe I've seen an episode from season, from season three, three on. Like, I've seen a couple clips of stuff. Like, mm-hmm, I saw mm-hmm. I'm like, I- I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, rumor has it uh, someone like you mashup. Yep, yeah. Um, that who, a friend of mine sent me ages ago that who wouldn't still be, slaps. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm, uh, that's really it for me. All right. So season three is the first season where they bring in other writers. Oh, okay. So season one and two, every episode was written by either Ian Brennan, Ryan Murphy, or Brad Falchuk. Sure. Season three, because everything was getting big, and I think American Horror Story was also sort of really... No, that yeah, that makes sense, because American Horror Story debuted in 2011. So starting episode four will be the first episode that um, features a different writer, so we'll be wow. able to look into that. It has some highs, but I think there's more more lows. Um, it's interesting because I know you've said like season two was probably your favorite season. I think season two was the season that did the best. I don't even know what my favorite season would be, but I consider season three is when things start to go a little off the rails. Okay. Because I remember, I forget which guest of ours said it, but one of them Mm -hmm. uh, said that like season three was their favorite. Season three things still had potential. I think season four is the first season that's bad. Okay. Um, Season three has, is the last, season three is maybe where it should have ended. You've kind of mm. consistently heard our guests say that they watched through season three and then stopped. Yeah. Um, 
And that's, like, a really consistent, like, former Glee fan sort of move is that you kind of stop there um, because you're like, okay, well, it, it was not bad, but it went weird. Also, right. between seasons two and three is when the first season of The Glee Project aired. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, so impossible to find or else, like, maybe we would try to do a bonus episode on it because... It, it has some features in it that I think you would be interested yeah. in. But it it's like, you have to dig hard to try to find the Glee Project anywhere to watch. Well, damn. But maybe we can try. because I mean, and listeners, a... if you have any like ideas of where to find that stuff, let us know. It was on like the Oxygen Network. Ooh, okay. And I literally, and I think also it's been almost scrubbed from the internet. <laughs> but I want they to know talk what they about did. it. I want to talk about it as a bonus episode between these two seasons because it is something for sure. sure. So yeah, that was that was season two. Holy shit! Holy shit! So as you've maybe gathered, viewers, as as with last time, we'll take a brief break in between yes. seasons. Look forward to some bonus content episodes, including our our annual book club. We'll be coming back. Yes, I, I love that. I love that we're calling it the book club. It's a book club that it's you a book club to participate in. Um, I will be calling it, the episode title will be the Glee, the Glee Fanfic Book Club. Yeah. Yep, season two. Um, season two. We'll, we'll tell you know that if you're interested in following the show and keeping up with our bonus content and when we'll be, we will be back for season three, the yep. show can be found at Glee Aggressive. That is on Twitter and Instagram, technically Facebook. You can email us in long form at gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you have any thoughts that can't be contained in a single tweet. Right. Um, write in, tell us what the standout song, uh, was for you for season two. Yeah, honestly, I'm very interested in that. I would love to yeah. know what you think the high, top five, if you can't narrow top, it down. Ooh, yeah, top five, Because yeah. there's some good ones here. Um, and, uh, send in cryptic notes that explain what you're excited for in season three, but that won't spoil anything. Like, yes. write it in a way that I will understand if I read it, but Ian will not, and will confuse right. him. It'll be fun. <laughs> right. Um, but Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram and enjbrodski.com, iBrods on TikTok. Um, what about you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, all under the same handle, which is Epic Adventure Of. Um, and thank you all for listening and supporting the show. Uh, we always appreciate it. Um, yeah. You can, uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tip the show in the show notes, all those things. Please. We appreciate your support. Um and if nothing else, please keep listening because that's our favorite thing that you do. Yes, and we are so happy to uh, see where it's being downloaded and played and yes. have you guys connecting with us uh, on the Instagram yes. pages. And it's uh, we're just so happy that we could uh, yeah. ha have this conversation with you guys. Go on this journey, as it were. Sorry that yes. we have to keep calling it that. Journey, journey, um, journey. But that will be it for us in Glee Season 2. So... Join us eventually, next time for who knows what, and then eventually for Glee Season 3 coming soon to your podcasting feed. Wow. I know. It, once we finish Season 3, well, there's some, the number of episodes changes, so we'll get halfway before the end of Season 3, but like season number-wise, that's the mm -hmm. halfway point. Yeah. So, Ian, does this season of Glee make you want to watch the next season of Glee? Yes, it does. That's the correct answer. It should. This season should make you want to keep going.